Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Oh my goodness, we're back. <laughs> this is Sister Stay. This is Sister Veritas. And it's a joy to be here, Let Love Podcast. With the Sisters of Life. And we are coming to the end of this season talking about the beauty of the human person and today talking about being where you are Mm -hmm. it's a good place to be yeah it it reminds me of my grandpa um he would say he'd always say you know why why do i need gps i'm right here it's like good point grandpa (laughs) that's awesome well well, and there it is i'm sure god asked the same question to be uh, where we are Mm -hmm. to be with him and i think Focusing in on this to kind of get the the broad perspective about the gift and the beautiful gift we have in life mm-hmm. of learning, mm-hmm. and that all of life is learning mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end to life, um, and the reality that God wants to bless and anoint each stage, that God wants to bring um, meaning and purpose to each stage. And talking about, yeah, how can we engage as lifelong learners towards allowing every stage of life, every moment of life to be the beautiful gift that God wants it to be, whether it comes with joys or sorrows or blessings or challenges, that um, he loves us, Mm -hmm. he's with us, Mm -hmm. and uh, he wants to make it beautiful and then through the power of his his passion, death, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. And kind of breaking that open. Mm-hmm. And that all of learning kind of, it requires being where you are, mm-hmm. um, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's it's essential. And so unpacking that. And it's I'm excited, sister. Super excited. And it kind of makes me think about like learning in general. Like It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. I've, I've learned a <laughs> lot of things. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you can look back and like laugh at yourselves. Like, and it's wonderful to think about mm-hmm. kindergarten. I mean, I remember being terrified, learning how to ride the bus. Yeah. That was a big deal. It's a big deal. Mom had to walk me through it. We had to do some visualization. You know, <laughs> like they she put a little giant sticker on my on my little T shirt that said which teacher I belonged to and what <laughs> class I was supposed to be going to. So that even if I didn't know where I was going, someone could look at me and help me get there. You That's know? So cute. I can't take it. It, it. And yet, right? But this is most of life. Mm-hmm. Um, driver's ed. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a twin sister and we both had to learn how to drive. And we both had gifts and gaps mm-hmm. in learning how to drive. I'm not going to say more than that. <laughs> I, I w- <laughs> Very kind of you. But I had to sit in the back seat as she learned and uh, as our driver ed instructor had to use the brake on her side. You know how they uh, have brakes on their side? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She had to use it quite a bit <laughs> with my tw- with my twin sister um but actually and it's and p- learning can be painful mm-hmm. and joyful learning a new language mm-hmm. um messing up a-, a language you know i recently heard a hysterical story about these seminarians who asked to help to distribute ashes on ash wednesday in mm-hmm. new york city it's so huge everybody wants ashes mm-hmm. so uh, every seminarian is called to be on deck. And apparently the seminarian didn't really know much Spanish, uh, but was sent to uh, a Spanish-speaking parish. Awesome. So he had to learn how to say uh, in Spanish, uh, you are dust and to dust you shall return. Mm-hmm. But I think the word, and again, my Spanish is not good, but the word is very close between dust and chicken. <laughs> if you don't have the right accent, 
um, and emphasis, it can easily get confused. So yeah. he spent the entire day uh, crossing <laughs> ashes on people's foreheads only to find out later and to actually have the humility to laugh at himself that he had been saying all day long, you are chicken and to chicken you shall return. <laughs> Which That's funny. Is, it is funny. And this is the reality of life. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And it's like, and we be able to laugh at all those. Like, I mean, I, I remember chemistry class in university. Mm. Like my whole memory of it was like, well, many memories, but one just being in the lab and you're trying to like create this certain substance from these other substances and it's, you know, a millifraction off, you're going to like throw the whole thing yeah. and then you break things and you have to go to the place to get new test tubes. And I was there a lot, unfortunately. God it bless was, you. <laughs> it was painful. God bless you. But it's like, or, or like organic chemistry. Like I just could never, I know you really loved it, but mm-hmm. I, could, I could never quite get my mind around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even I was a success story in that sister because in high school, mm-hmm. organic chemistry killed me. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was just totally a foreign mm-hmm. Martian alien <laughs> language. But then the beautiful, I was blessed to have a really good teacher mm-hmm. uh, in chemistry. And even though I, I did not like the content, mm-hmm. um, he made it palatable and tolerable. Uh, and actually through struggling through organic chemistry in high school, when I went to college, to see that, yeah, it became delightful. And I was able to learn it and actually sail through college orgo, which isn't usually the common experience. Right. But it was because of uh, a teacher who was willing to struggle with me. That's awesome. And and teach me within that. And and that's part of life, too. And learning. And it's not always easy. It's not always um, easy. I can't wait to to dive into this, sister, even more. Um, I wonder if we want to kick it off with a prayer. Sure. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for making us in your image and likeness. Thank you for loving us right now where we are. Lord, we ask for the eyes to see your presence with us now. Um, and we ask for the grace, Lord, just to uh, to embrace the gift um, of learning that you've given us, um, to embrace the truth that you're loving us in every moment through every circumstance. Um, and to see it and to know it. Uh, we entrust ourselves and all those uh, on our hearts, all those prayer intentions we've been entrusted with to you and to our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Life, Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, sister. That's beautiful. Well, gosh, sister, I'm just wondering, um, can I kick us off Mm -hmm. with a longer quote, but just to kind of launch us into this whole realm of, yes, the beautiful gift we have of being able to learn, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And that the human person learns in a very different way Mm -hmm. than you know, dogs and cats and, and, mm-hmm. and all the other living creatures uh, mm-hmm. that we've been endowed with an incredible capacity to to know and to live in God's image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And I want to start with a foreword uh, from a book called The Art of Living, which is an awesome book. Uh, Highly recommend it. Yeah. It's by Dietrich and Alice von Hildebrand. That's awesome. Alice von Hildebrand recently passed away. Mm-hmm. She's such a beautiful soul. I highly recommend anything and everything that she has written. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a saintly woman. Mm -hmm. And this book speaks to, yes, the art of living. They talk about reverence, faithfulness, responsibility, veracity, goodness, communion, hope, Mm -hmm. gratitude. You know, all these good things Mm -hmm. uh, that we're called to pursue and cultivate in, yes, this art of living, which I know we've talked about. But here's zeroing in on the how. I know we talked about that a lot in our last episode, but kind of bringing us into the reality that God wants to anoint every mm. season and mm. chapter of our lives. And God wants to invite us into this constant unfolding of a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And it's being disposed uh, to learning, mm. to welcoming that, uh, to tripping and falling, to flopping on the dock, all of it's part of it. Mm-hmm. And not to pathologize the learning process really of, of life, mm-hmm. of all of life. Um, so you ready for a long quote? I'm ready. So she says, Never in the history of mankind has the average man had so many material possessions, and yet never has he been more restless and unhappy. All of us know people who have everything and enjoy nothing. Unhappiness pervades every aspect of their lives. Their possessions have become burdens, which grant immediate satisfaction, but do not lead them an inch closer to happiness. We can achieve pleasures, but no pleasure, regardless of its intensity, can satisfy the longing of the human soul. Man is made for better things. Mm. There is something paradoxical in the fact that men yearn so deeply for happiness, which Aristotle claims to be the highest good, and yet so often choose paths which cannot possibly lead them to that goal. Man is often the artisan of his own doom, his own worst enemy. Today, we rarely meet people whose faces radiate joy and peace. When they do happen across our paths, we wish to wrench from them the secret of their joy. What is the precious key that they have found, but we do not possess? The answer is that they have discovered the meaning of human existence. They have mastered the most important and yet the most difficult of all arts, the art of living. By choosing to live rightly, they have been rewarded with a peace that the world cannot give. This small book offers you basic guidelines about how you can reach this goal, a wise and prudent guide. It will help you to learn how to truly live and how finally to be happy. Wow. I'm sold. I want to read it. <laughs> can I borrow it when you're done this? <laughs> Amen. Sister. Yeah, I can toss it right over. That's awesome. But I think she walks us into this conversation. And again, we're we're... We're leaning into a vista that we've we've mm-hmm. been laboring in mm-hmm. a little bit in this season, but focusing in on um, how we dispose ourselves uh, to life and zeroing in on being lifelong learners, mm-hmm. welcoming mm-hmm. life as this gift mm-hmm. to know and understand and to let unfold um, by way of a virtuous disposition, faith in God, mm-hmm. um, an appeal to the higher things, right? Because we... It's acknowledging that we're made uh, mm-hmm. for God. And really, it's welcoming him into where we are, yeah, wherever we are, yeah, and just to be there with him. It's awesome. And, and really wanting to break open, like, kind of the big stages of life, beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and end, mm-hmm. and looking at each of them, because I think there can be a tendency or propensity in our culture to kind of idolize youth, you know, or this certain stage of life as, like, the best, and we're all kind of, like wishing we were there or wishing we could get back to that place. And actually it's like, no, 
every stage of life mm-hmm. is a gift from the mm-hmm. Lord. And there's such beauty and fullness in each stage. And actually to not be afraid of any of them and to, to actually discover like the Lord is here with me now. Yeah. And so the importance of in learning the beauty of each stage and learning the beauty of um, how the Lord is unfolding the beautiful within me at each stage, mm-hmm. um, it requires this being here now. Mm. Um, not living in fear, not living in um, crazy expectation, not living in regret, but living now. It's beautiful. And it's awesome. It's awesome. I love that, sister. Well, and even to acknowledge whatever discipline you might be in, whatever areas you might have studied, you know, you see uh, everyone in a sense acknowledging that life is a process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember learning about, you know, Erickson's eight stages of development when I was in nursing school. You know, that there's different stages, whether you're in infancy and it's the challenge is trust versus mistrust, mm. right? Or whether I'm a young adult, intimacy versus isolation, whether I'm in the, the middle years of my life, right? Uh, and it's generativity versus stagnation. Um, in the final passion, integrity versus despair. I mean, we can talk about spiritual life. Mm-hmm. It talks about the purgative, the illuminative, the unitive. Mm-hmm. Basically acknowledging, and what I want to zero in on, is that there is a vulnerability and an uncertainty to to each stage of life. It's Mm -hmm. like, I've never been at this moment in my life before. Mm -hmm. It's new. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging God is with me in this moment, and how do I live it with Him? And how do I give my heart and my mind space to learn? Mm -hmm. That I think culturally often... We can uh, hyper-specialize, right? Mm -hmm. Learn all we can um, or know everything that we can, know Mm -hmm. a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And I think that can create sometimes an illusion that that will make us safe, Mm -hmm. that I've got, you know, in the next 5, 10, 20 years figured out. But actually being pulled back into this reality of there's an uncertainty and vulnerability to life and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with your life. Mm -hmm. But actually there's this stage to, to learn, to engage, yeah. um, that each stage will develop us and will sanctify us if mm-hmm. we let it. So yeah, sister, as you're saying, um, kind of broad strokes here, right? Mm-hmm. There's blessings and challenges to every piece and part of life. Mm-hmm. And it might be fun just to lean into beginning, middle, and end. You know, yeah. life is like a good book. It's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's it's also like none of it is stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's like that's why learning is so awesome. And it's like there, that's why there's such hope in every stage because mm-hmm. we can always learn. And that it's like this movement of the Holy Spirit of the Lord drawing us ever more deeply into his heart, ever more deeply. It never stops. It's exciting, actually. It's like this adventure of life. Like, let's dive in, you know? Let's dive in. Well, here we go. So the beginning of life, and I mean, we're, we're this is broad, so we're just painting with broad strokes, but like we're talking about childhood and becoming a young, a young adult, maybe, you know, <laughs> as we move towards yeah. um, making that choice towards a definitive mission or vocation, mm-hmm. um, a, a way we dedicate our love mm-hmm. and our heart. Um, but that first chapter is pretty wild. It's so much happens. It's like exponential growth, right? It's like you learn all the sights, the smells, the sounds, the tastes of life. Like I watch a kid like taste, you know potatoes for the first time mm-hmm. and the, the facial expressions and it's like wow everything is new wow you Amen, know sister it's amazing words you know how to speak mm-hmm. how to understand how to use my fingers how to throw a ball like it's and then it's like this progression mm-hmm. as you're saying into young adulthood where it's 
this kind of unfolding of identity. Mm-hmm. You know, who who am I? Mm-hmm. Who has God made me to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Well, and even too, I know, again, whatever stage we're talking about, um, the most meaningful thing I have found, again, I'm probably beginning, middle, probably the only stages that I've lived so far. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that what has had most traction for me as far as being able to learn and meaningfully learn in whatever stage of life I'm in, and you're speaking to, yeah, the discovery and unfolding of identity in these this first chapter, is by looking at witnesses. Who has lived this well, right? So I remember in sixth grade, um, you see a fellow sixth grader and her name's Annie and she's so sweet and good and you want to get to know her. And in and through that gift of friendship, you helping each other become who you are, mm-hmm. going on adventures with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, or for me, starting to read about the lives of the saints. Mm-hmm. It's like that there is a way to sanctify this. And this is so cool. If you look at our church, there are saints at every age. Mm-hmm. You think about Carlo Acutis, mm-hmm. 16 you know, that he had become a saint. He mm-hmm. had so sanctified and united his heart to God. Mm-hmm. St. Agnes, we've talked about her. Age 12 is right. what they, they say, that she was martyred in love mm-hmm. uh, for the Lord. Uh, you can look at Our Lady, mm-hmm. her big yes to God. You know, they say you know, early teens. Um, I think looking at witnesses, uh, and God gives us witnesses Mm -hmm. uh, in our lives, um, whether that's in the friendships that we had in grade school or teachers Mm -hmm. who actually reflect back to us who we are, who give us space Mm -hmm. and nurture and nourish a sense of who we are most deeply and authentically. I know it's just um, an important element, I think, of, of living each stage well. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it's what's had traction. Mm-hmm. It's not in reading what should be happening. It's in people who can reveal to me how to live well with virtue, with love. And as I am with my heart, with my mind, uh, with my soul, the, the most beautiful, bestest, yes, I can, given whatever circumstances I find. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, it's like you look at childhood and all the way to up to young adulthood and it's like, yeah, there's lots of, it's like constant learning, basically, like this mm-hmm. sphere of constant learning. And there's lots of bumps and bruises along the way, right? Like I fall off my bike, I'm learning how to ride a bike, fall off, ow, but I get back out, mm-hmm. I keep going and eventually I can ride a bike, you know, or baking a cake for the first time with mom. It's like, wow, you know, and, and learning that um, and, and the challenges of uh, I think especially as a kid is learning that, you know, my, my mistakes or my falls, they're, they're not me, mm-hmm. right? I am not them. And, and kind of, I feel like all of childhood is this, it's like, okay, but, but persevering um, and, and being formed and shaped by that and kind of, kind of, yeah, my character, my, my, um, how I approach life, you know? And I think I've been really inspired just watching, uh, been privy to, be at um, a catechesis of the good shepherd session mm-hmm. um, and like their atrium and watching the little kids. And mm-hmm. it's like hands on learning about the mass, learning about um, the, the, you know, the good shepherd and the gospel. And it's all very tactile and like simple and like and you're diving in to learn for your, you know, for yourself, what this is, who the Lord is um, with accompaniment. But it was, it's to me such an image of like kind of the stage of, of childhood all the way to young adulthood 
because I, I think sister, like it starts in childhood, right? This, mm-hmm. this journey of like all of life mm-hmm. is learning the Lord's love and the sound of his voice in our hearts, you know, learning the signs of his presence, learning how he works uniquely in my heart, you know, how he's made me uh, to love, um, learning like my personal charism or, or vocation and how he calls me to manifest that. And I think childhood kind of is the beginning of all this, right? And Amen. being able to articulate it and move into it. And it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, the witnesses of it. And then, but then, which leads obviously to the middle ages. Amen. Well, to the rest <laughs> of life. Yeah. But even just to acknowledge, sister, I think ultimately what you just said is the key, mm-hmm. you know, and in a sense, right, one episode, uh, we're not going to attempt to to kind of solve or identify every difficulty or nuance or challenge or blessing of of each stage but ultimately that that is the challenge Mm -hmm. is learning to love and let yourself be loved Mm -hmm. at every stage in every day Mm -hmm. and i think again yes it's good to make distinctions because i think there's a unique gift uh to each day to each stage you know however you are making distinctions within your life uh, and simply to acknowledge some of that beauty, uh, to acknowledge the beauty of the learning process as awkward and painful mm-hmm. and difficult as it can often feel. You know, we can often feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, no. You know, uh, the better question to ask is, what's the invitation here? Uh, how is God loving me? Mm-hmm. How is he inviting me to love? How is he expanding my heart in that adventure? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. I think it's just beautifully said, sister. And mm-hmm. really at the heart, I think of what I know is in my mind and heart as I approach uh, this dimension, the beauty, the real beauty of being given the gift to constantly be learning. Mm-hmm. Most of all, that art of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is important as we go into the Middle Ages. And we're not talking <laughs> about the historical period, <laughs> but maybe as one dedicates uh, their heart, their love, in a particular mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, the vocation perhaps to consecrated life or the priesthood or to married life or perhaps um, a real dedication within a single life to engage your heart and your love uh, in a way that grows the human family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a particular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a real call to perseverance, uh, to fidelity, mm-hmm. to trust, to allowing oneself to be developed in and cultivated but often through what is a radical Mm self-gift a turning of oneself over you know in a sense through that first broad stroke of childhood and young adulthood we're receiving a lot Mm -hmm. you know the benefit of please god good teachers and coaches and parenting and professors and information and learning and here, not that we're not receiving, but that there's a real call to give mm-hmm. in this this second chapter. Um, I know, I think sometimes the challenge is embracing that call to generosity, mm-hmm. is you know, humbly acknowledging as the Lord calls our hearts and our love to grow mm-hmm. and looking to depend on him as we give permission for that growth uh, and not falling into discouragement or self-condemnation or you know other paths um or if if things should fail 
-hmm. this time. And I think that can be a reality and that can be very disappointing, right? When there's struggles in love, Mm -hmm. when there's struggles in a marriage, when there's difficulty in vocation, uh, which is very real. That is also part of this stage is uniting that Mm -hmm. to Jesus, to, to committing oneself to living forth from the cross and allowing him to, to love us Mm -hmm. even there, even where we were like, wow, I don't know how it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of adventures in this stage. And I think, I mean, I think in this stage too, it's really engaging, like um, letting, learning is constant learning and learning now, like how to let Jesus into all the places of our hearts, right? Because mm-hmm. it's in this stage, I think that we kind of start um, engaging in a, kind of a deeper self-reflection of our life so far. Amen. And stuff comes up and kind of unpacking wounds or unpacking memories mm-hmm. and, and actually letting Jesus into those places and and pulling out roots of things that have kind of rooted themselves in in us that aren't of the Lord or mm-hmm. things like that. And it, learning actually what that looks like, learning um, how to let him heal us, the beginnings of that. It's a lifelong thing often, but letting that happen, addressing uh, memories, things like that. Um, and it's beautiful. Basically, it's like, yeah, learning how to let the, let the resurrection happen in every part and, and uh, yeah. piece of our lives, you know? Oh, sister. Um, but it actually makes me think of a recent experience we just had mm-hmm. here. <laughs> it's the word root. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> yes. Well, no. Uh, it, I think we were both profoundly moved, mm-hmm. basically, by yeah, two witnesses mm-hmm. of uh, two really good shepherds. Mm-hmm. So two priests that were blessed to uh, their friends of our community, and they serve as chaplains for our community. And um, yeah, to see the dynamic way that they're engaging vocation, but mm-hmm. I think particularly through welcoming them over to the convent, not to say mass or hear confessions, but because they wanted to help us with our garden, mm-hmm. which again, it's like, it was kind of wild. It's like, really? But they saw this potential mm-hmm. in our little courtyard in our garden and wanted to give of themselves in a, in a different kind of way to bring beauty and life. And I think what was so stunning for me is this involved, first of all, we had to cut down a tree, right? And I, again, there's so many powerful analogies mm-hmm. here, but this huge tree that had grown over many years had sheltered so many graces in our courtyard, mm-hmm. so many receptions and beautiful moments in so many sisters' religious lives. And the tree was sick and had to be cut down, but it left, again, this huge stump and this huge root system huge in our garden. Huge. Yeah. I, I mean, to give you a sense, it's like we would play croquet back there but it would be like extreme croquet because (laughs) it was so bumpy so many roots there it is the roots were so superficial and actually drawing like the grass was dying it was so hard to grow plants because this tree was sucking all of the water and i don't know you know not allowing sun to shade on anything else and so the remnant of this though i mean these good shepherds i couldn't believe it Mm -hmm. they were just laboring i think they labored the entire day they both took the day off Mm -hmm. just to spend in fraternity and to labor Mm -hmm. literally over this land and to tame it and to i mean it was like wwf like root slayers like (laughs) it was it was inspiring it was but to see i mean honestly sister like i feel like so much was healed in my heart i'm like wow Mm -hmm. this is how the bridegroom loves the church like to see these two priests sanctifying this land in a way and 
pulling out this old dead root system. Mm. And this is the office of a priest so often. Mm-hmm. He's pulling out what is is dead and he's making things new in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and so they were, yeah, oh my gosh, ripped out these huge roots through axes and I don't know, they had all these fun tools. And then a placed in the garden, they had, I mean, with an artisanship that is just stunning. Yeah. Um, uh, created a beautiful like um, cross mm-hmm. that, uh, and again, it's kind of like uh, covered in a way mm-hmm. and put a beautiful corpus of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's like this beautiful cross of Jesus now. And isn't this the the beautiful office uh, of a priest in, in one dimension to bring, to plant that tree of life yeah. where, um, which is the cross, yeah. uh, which is Jesus Christ on awesome. that cross, right? Mm-hmm. and to bring new life and yet to see also their courage in stepping away from the desk stepping away from i'm sure the thousands of pressures they have in administration and to spend a day in service mm-hmm. as brothers blood sweat <laughs> we we did the crying we cried with joy <laughs> truly so moving yeah. we were so moved yeah and and actually for them to say thank you sisters for letting us do this mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. um so much restoration. And why do I mention this? Like they were such witnesses to me. They're, you know, they're 15, 20 years into their own vocation mm-hmm. and having the courage to try something different, um, give of themselves in a new way. Um, not allowing kind of the work a day pressures, um, keep them from extending themselves and, uh, the gift of fraternity and of labor and of all these things. So I know for me, inspiring in so many different ways, but a way to sanctify uh, life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know, sister, if you have things to add to that. Well, I just learned so much from watching them of like, to me, it was such an image of this. Yeah, as you were saying, this is how Christ labors for us. Mm. And it was like this learning of like, there's always something new. Like there's always something new. And like Christ can bring beauty even out of places of destruction, you know? Amen. And it was, to me, it was like this, 3d image uh, surround sound <laughs> image of, of this it was so beautiful it was so beautiful it was so beautiful and there's there's always newness that he holds out to us there's always more there's always deeper mm-hmm. right and the things we can look at stuff in our life like yeah these huge dead root systems in our own life and think oh it's you know that's it i'm just gonna be like this forever or whatever but it's like okay let jesus in that place let him in that place and and learn what he can do learn what he can do really powerful because it's like we we can't do it on our own strength mm-hmm. no way but mm-hmm. learn what he can do by letting him letting mm-hmm. his love in there mm-hmm. pulling out yeah pulling out those roots mm-hmm. it's awesome sister yeah that's it's that's powerful yeah. yeah but you know i was also so moved because recently you had mentioned you had gone to an um well i know you went to the nun convention <laughs> and i just thought <laughs> yeah. that was beautiful nun convention no yes is there, i think it harkens perhaps um and maybe tucks us even a bit into gathering all of these pieces together. Um, but a beautiful formators workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can imagine a hundred sisters coming from all over the country um, and all of us serving in the work of formation, you know, mm-hmm. whether we're postulant directors or novice directors or vocations directors or, um, but laboring in that vineyard, right. To, to give the best, to nurture the best, to grow the best. Mm-hmm. Um in the the precious gift of of these vocations that may be entrusted to our communities, right? And and to stand before each person as a mystery. Um, 
to stand before each as a miracle of grace Mm -hmm. and then to uh, participate in God's work and bringing that gift, um, you know, into the masterpiece that he desires. It's his work, Mm -hmm. but that to handmaid, to accompany, Mm -hmm. to um, be at the service of his grace in that way. But what was so powerful, sister, and again, this is such a, a beautiful reality of being lifelong learners partly is being willing to collaborate, being willing to share, being Mm. willing to live in this human family. And I was so powerfully moved by the Holy Spirit, the way that he drew in, we were probably 30 or 40 different religious communities, Mm -hmm. every different color habit, you know, different (laughs) charisms, different points of emphasis within our way of life. And yet, sister, one. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the power of of being good sisters to each other, Mm. sharing the wisdom each of us had, um, bending to meet the other in uh, whatever weaknesses or poverty we were experiencing, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's in our own hearts or in our programs, you know, how can we better them? Um, Being mothered by the generation ahead of us, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're not uh, beating up the younger generation, they are inviting us uh, to and helping to grow within us Mm -hmm. uh, the best. Uh, And just to see the depth of collaboration in the life of the Holy spirit. Um, it was a taste of heaven Mm. and actually just an incredible snapshot of, Oh my goodness. God is a a powerful and mighty work that, uh, we're, we might be few, um, but uh, we are mighty in the Lord Jesus and that he's raising up, uh, many hearts to serve uh, his grace in religious life in this country and we're young and yet we are also um, uh, willing to depend on the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I think honestly, whatever stage of life you're at, that is key. Yeah. Key to allowing life to open up um, and the gift that it offers. That's awesome. And and learning what he's doing and learning actually from each other. Amen. uh, And the wisdom and how he, he actually entrusts yeah, gifts and graces to others, but not just for themselves, for the, for the, enrichment of the body yeah and it's awesome yeah, I mean, it's, even sister, like hearing all the stories you shared coming back it was like wow mm-hmm. like learning never stops like we can keep mm-hmm. growing keep going deeper and there's like this kind of a humility necessary like but yeah. also like this sense of adventure like i don't know all the answers and actually that's awesome that's awesome it's awesome that's awesome because i can let jesus be the answer to everything and Bam. and learn how you know how to let him be that you know absolutely sister um but I think that brings us really beautifully to the last stage mm-hmm. of old age. That was a poem. Did you notice? <laughs> that's I, awesome. I rhymed. Oh, that's beautiful. But I, I, I just, I'm so moved by this stage actually, and just seeing, um, like our sisters who are in this stage, uh, people in my own life and my family who are in this stage, and being so deeply moved by their, um, it's this experience of presence watching them lean into this stage and embrace it with mm-hmm. all its vulnerabilities and gifts and gaps, but actually the fruitfulness of it, it's like they become this sort of safe shelter. Like mm-hmm. There's an experience of safety being with them. Mm-hmm. They've kind of, they've lived life the, you know, to the pits and up and, and it's like, they know, they know what it is to actually to let the Lord in, um, in every place. And I, I think, you know, I think a lot of old age uh, probably I'm guessing is, is looking back and learning what it all means, mm-hmm. what it all meant, you know, learning from our mistakes, learning how the Lord was present in everything in it all, right? Um, and how he never left. Yeah, just the the marvel of that. Mm. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really beautiful. It is very beautiful, sister. Well, I think it brings me to ponder the obvious witness 
um, you know, passion and death of Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this final passion, uh, this final stage of life. Um, and it may capture more deeply what is actually unfolding throughout all of life, which is ultimately the art of dying, mm-hmm. the art of surrender, the art of, as you say, um, humbly, honestly living the gift of what you have, mm-hmm. um, suffering the diminishments that you may endure, keeping your eyes on the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, receiving life and love from the Father, right? Because whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. Um, but I think there's a great ripening, actually. If you look at Jesus as his life was given up, mm. uh, what flowed from his heart, you know, was this culmination of love and beauty, which is our salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, this last chapter is in many ways the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even though, you know, we might not walk as easily or hear as freely, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but as we embrace that, uh, our soul is prepared mm-hmm. uh, for that communion mm-hmm. um, even more richly. Um, and we are body and soul, and we live those two pieces so intimately together, but that they can uh, bring each other uh, towards home, mm-hmm. towards home, all by way of faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not for sissies. Um, I think it does. It's a stage that makes one particularly vulnerable, or it can, mm-hmm. and yet vulnerable ultimately to the most important things, mm-hmm. which is trust in God, dependence, uh, a willingness to live our vulnerability in communion with Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that way, yeah, please God, uh, to bring us swiftly into heaven. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about this before, too, but as you're speaking, sister, it makes me think of John Paul II, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that very poignant scene when he was in his last days at the balcony of St. Peter's, and he's trying to uh, speak a blessing over the people, and he can't, right? And there's like a little bit of drool coming from his mouth, and he, mm. he's just shaking from his Parkinson's, and he's just, and he's weeping, and it's, but he can't, he can't speak, mm-hmm. you know? And that, as you're saying, that living vulnerability in communion um, with the Lord and with each other. To me, that was like one of the most powerful examples that I can think of Amen. of that. Um, and actually, and yeah, as you were saying, like he, he'd never been there in his life before. Mm-hmm. It was new for him. You know, that's the thing is every moment in our life is new for us uh, in a way, right? Amen. And, and actually learning from that moment, from previous moments, but learning to find the Lord there because he's always there. He's never left. Um, yeah. And I think as you're saying, like this, this old age, um, having lived a life, and, and having learned um, that vulnerability is not uh, a liability, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's an asset. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually like our bread and butter of grace. It's, it's where, where we can engage in relationship with God and others. And it's so beautiful. But yeah, I think it's, it's tremendous. And there's so much more that we could say about all of this, but you would need like a book to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think too, Cesar, just as you began, it's like ultimately the art of love and not missing it, not mm-hmm. missing out mm-hmm. on that. Uh, wherever you are, just be where you are mm-hmm. and to be at peace where you are. And that's possible as we simply uh, let the Lord be with us. Mm-hmm. And and those are two certainties that we are loved mm-hmm. and that someone is with us. And uh, that's true. And mm-hmm. that's a gift to claim uh, in the Christian life, in any life, mm-hmm. actually. So, wow, sister, before we go, what do you think? You know, I would just say um, to look kind of look wherever you are right now in life, um, to look back on your life with the Lord, take 20 minutes, half an hour, um, 
and first thank him. Thank him for all the blessings he, he's given. But then maybe even make a little list of like, you know, 10 things you've learned in life so far mm. and actually articulate it for yourself. That's fun. Um, which I think is, I think is, I'm actually, I want to do that because I think it would be fun. Mm-hmm. So that'd be my challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? That's beautiful, sister. You know, my challenge would be, which I think people love being invited into, is to ask your parents, your grandparents, um, and if they've gone on to the Lord, to ask your brothers and sisters or your nieces and nephews or, you know, the guy next door, hey, you know what? What are you learning about life right Mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. You know, what's life teaching you right now? Um, And I think it's an awesome question because actually the heart is quick to own something, to recognize something that's in their midst. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, there's a teaching that life loves to give at every moment. And that is the the great teacher, Mm -hmm. um, our Lord who's present and active. And yet I think sometimes the challenge is to see that Mm -hmm. and to be willing to lean into that. But to ask others, because first of all, I think you'll be blessed mm-hmm. with some some nice pearls, some nuggets, mm-hmm. but also the person that you ask will be blessed in uh, being drawn to ponder that mm-hmm. um, and not just to see, you know, the grayscale, which sometimes we can fall into, mm-hmm. but to revive them to to see, yeah, the living color in which their lives are participating in something so great and mm-hmm. so awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, it makes me want to ask people that right now. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> I mean, my question for the day. Praise be to God. Mm-hmm. Praise be to God. Well, should we close with a prayer, sister? That'd be awesome. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We adore you. We love you. We thank you for your love and the invitation uh, to let life be a uh, beautiful learning in your love. We ask for wisdom and humility. We ask for docility and openness and receptivity. We pray for the courage to live our vulnerability uh, in intimacy with you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you and we praise you ahead of time for being with us and for loving us in every moment of our lives as we simply say glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless all of you. So good to be with you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.